the Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast. I am Luke Tyrrell, joined by my brother Matthew Tyrrell, and we are here um, with Premier League football very much back. Um, I know our listeners would have been listening to a few of the uh, the Danish pods as of late, but Matthew, um, how pleased did you see Premier League football and obviously Crystal Palace back playing again? Good evening. Uh, it, it feels a little bit strange. It's absolutely fantastic, obviously, it's back, but it's a little bit strange to be sitting here. Uh, what time is it? just before 10 o'clock on a Saturday night having just watched Palace on the BBC uh, in a Premier League game so it doesn't doesn't feel quite quite normal but look it's great to have it back and it's fantastic to restart it kind of where we where we finished off really um, with a very good performance and and, and, and a very well deserved victory yeah it was a 2-0 win to Crystal Palace at Bournemouth away at Bournemouth but then again um, there is no home advantage anymore, I guess, that we've seen from the Bundesliga and, and uh, everywhere that's played football behind closed doors. Um, every game essentially is an away game, I guess. Um, but yeah, a re- like you said, a really good performance, especially in the first half where, where Palace went 2-0 up within, um, I think it was 23 minutes. Like that. The first goal was a Luka free kick. Absolute great finish, wasn't it, after 12 minutes um, and really sort of postage stamp in the, in, in the, in the, in the top corner there. Yeah, the keeper made it look a lot better though than it was. It was a lovely free kick, but because the keeper tipped it, he tipped it onto the bar, didn't he, and then under it in. But it was a very nice free kick, yeah. And, and to be honest with you, I thought bar the sort of the first five minutes, Bournemouth, you know, started quite well. I thought Palace were definitely the better team up to that point as well. All those very early, early doors, obviously. And then, um, yeah, continued it on from there, really, with a very well, well worked goal and tidy finish from Ayu as well. Um, and, and from there, it was kind of it was kind of plain sailing on from there, wasn't it, really? There were a few nice passages of play, wasn't there? I mean, look, that led to the second goal that you, you mentioned. I think Wolf um, laid it back to Jordan Ayew, who slotted it home from just around the 18-yard line, uh, just inside. Um, but Palace really, I felt, dominated in the first half and almost sort of bullied uh, Bournemouth to an extent. And we saw sort of a lot of Bournemouth players, well, I think it was three Bournemouth players, went off with, with a few injuries um, and a few knocks that they picked up. But obviously, they, I think in the second half, they certainly... Uh, Gave as good as or got as good as they game or gave as good as they got as it were. They tend to be quite a physical side, don't they, Bournemouth? So whether that was Palace kind of preempting that and, and going on the front foot in that respect, um, I thought there was a Wilf challenge. I think it might be midway through or maybe towards the end of the first half. I thought it was quite strong and I thought it was quite lucky to get away with a booking. Um, but then shortly after that, IU uh, went in pretty tough and got a yellow. And I felt after that, Palace tempered it a little bit. Um, obviously, there was the one at the start of the second half as well. The, the was it the Luca one? Yeah, they it for potential red. Um, but but yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think I think we definitely did. Um, we sort of played them at, at their what I would call their game. Actually, they're quite a sort of get stuck in team, aren't they, Bournemouth? So yeah, it's it's nice to see. And, and like you said earlier, with the sort of home home advantage thing, it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. I, someone I saw, I think someone wrote something about Wilf the other day saying whether he's his game will be affected or not by the fact he doesn't have crowds to kind of play against. And, and I didn't notice any difference tonight. I thought he was his usual sort of, you know, having a word with the ref and seemed to be sort of complaining about certain challenges. And, and even when he had the potential to get booked, he was, um, from the attack, he was still having a word. So, um, 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it does pan over the next, what is it, Palace got eight games left now, haven't they? Mm. Um, and what's going to be really strange, actually, so I've got a bit of tangent here, but really strange is going to be watching Palace at home uh, without a crowd there. That's going to be really quite unique. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm certainly going to find that weird because I can look from out from my spare bedroom window and see the, the floodlights as well, so that'll be uh, strange knowing that it's sort of like only a mile away or a mile and a half and away and... Um, I'm not at the game, even though I should be, because I've got a season ticket. So, uh, yeah. Um, but now go, going back to the game, you, you mentioned that I think it was a Gary Cahill chance that was a uh, tackle that was that was um, looked at for VAR for a red card. But I think it was fair to say that I think it was Josh King went off injured after that. But um, I think he won the ball. And he just it was just unlucky the way the way the, that Josh King planted his foot and Gary Cahill took him out. I don't really think there was ever any any danger of a red card being shown there. Did you? Okay, I was sorry. I thought it was Luke. Sorry, uh, no. But you know, do you know what was interesting? Because just after that, there was a Joel Ward uh, tackle mm. just on the, on the sideline, and he got yellow carded for it. And I actually thought we got the ball. Um, I did. I did have the commentary. I don't know if they made a comment on that, um, but I actually thought it was a good tackle. Um, so, so yeah, whether the ref was sort of making up for <laughs> making up for it a little bit there. Um, but yeah, it was it was a pretty sort of tough tough tackling game. Um, I just felt. I wasn't quite sure whether Palace uh, looked really good or Bournemouth looked really poor. It's probably a bit of both, actually. I think it's a bit of both. Yeah, I think we were organised, uh, resolute, tough at the tough at the back as always. Um, midfield was obviously uh, sort of combative, you know, in the sense of Jimmy Mack and, and, and Luca getting stuck in. I thought Jimmy Mack was fantastic. As he turned up game for us, wasn't it? Which was pretty, pretty amazing. Um, and for me, my, my man of the match as well, James McArthur. I think it was between him and AU, but um, James McArthur just just sort of edges it for me, just purely for his work rate. Yeah, I thought I thought he did really well as always. I thought Ben Teke worked worked um, worked really hard. Um, and he looked he looked like he just come out of the shower when he went off as well, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was definitely uh, the right time for him to come off. Um, yeah, but no, they 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 worked well tonight. You know, they worked well, worked hard, and I think you know two 0 it could have been more, and that wouldn't have flattered us. A, a couple more, you know, it wouldn't have um, uh, been a been a, a, a irrespective of the result anyway. It would have would have been a good reflection of how how we were. But all but similarly, it's worth worth saying, Bournemouth were pretty poor. Um, you know, they've got a lot of work to do there. Are they, are they in and around the danger zone? I can't remember the danger zone on the table. Uh, yeah, I think they're just inside on twenty six points. I think or twenty four points. I think they are now. Um, so they've probably got three or four games at home. I know if home and home doesn't count in the sense of you've got the crowd there, but it's still familiar surroundings and you know build up to a game and that sort of stuff and travelling from home and not travel away. So there, there is something to be said about that. So they, they might struggle, but no, almost an upwards for Palace and at half time on the BBC when they flip back to the studio, I heard them talking about European football. You know, it could be a could be a possibility to be on Man City's um, outcome. Well, this this is something I wanted to talk to you about actually because I mean I'm looking at the table here. And Palace, after this game, I appreciate, you know, there's four more games tomorrow. I think there's another one on Monday as well before. I think there's even a game Tuesday and then we hit play Wednesday again. But I think in terms of this game week, I think we've got four more games tomorrow. And then I think it might be one more on Monday, like Monday Night Football. But Palace are on 42 points in ninth position. Leapfrog in Arsenal and Burnley. Um, and, I mean, I think Sheffield United sit seventh. Which, if you know, Man City are going to be excluded, then obviously the fifth place will be um, will be Champions League, and then sixth and seventh will be Europa League, or it'd just be sixth, I think, wouldn't it? But I mean, Wolves are sitting in in sixth place, in in only four points above us, and you think 
everyone's praising Wolves how well they're doing this season. It kind of puts um, the work that, that Palace have done in, into perspective, doesn't it? It's um, it's also interesting because at half time they reflected on the striker situation and how well Palace have done given they haven't had someone who's banging the goals in, even sort of you know ten goals. What's what's our top scorer? Ayu. What's he got? Ayu's got eight, I think. Yeah, so yeah, we haven't really got um, a, no, a goal scorer of note. Um, so to be where we are is fantastic. Um, and you know, it's, it would only take a couple of additions to that team for it to be a real top team. You know, at the back they're really really strong. Golki was fantastic, obviously. Midfield really really tough. Probably could do with another another sort of um, option on the on the Wilk side of things. And, and and actually again at half time of the BBC they flashed up the what was it take ons or was it the start of the game? I it was, but um, him and Traore, the the Wolves player, you know, getting mm. hold of him. I know they probably wouldn't send him to us, but you know, getting hold of him and having him and Wilf, you know, back to the sort of the Wilf Balassi days, the, the sort of double act, uh, you know, uh, pacey, skillful um, wingers. Um, without without a dimension, and then a striker, you know, who's going to put the ball away um, a bit a bit more frequently than we've got at the minute. You know, and we're we're up right up there, aren't we? You know, really challenging. So, yeah, it does it, it does need a lot of um, praise. The job that Roy's done, and you and I have waxed lyrical about him. Sir Roy Hodgson a number of times, uh, and I was really really pleased to see him back tonight with a fantastic lockdown um, haircut. Or, or not rather absolute beer throw isn't it it was fantastic um, it's, it's good to know it's not just me that's suffering in that way that, that, that me, me, me and Roy are both suffering with, 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 with the lockdown haircut so uh, Roy I feel your pain mate um, so I, I guess it's so nice isn't it the fact that here we are on Saturday evening and you know the next Palace game is going to be Wednesday night and depending on what happens tomorrow Palace have a chance to spoil a party up at Anfield um, although a socially distanced party at that it would be weird wouldn't it to see a Premier League title won behind closed doors and, and not to have the the celebrations and the open top buses and all that sort of stuff um, but as I said I, I think it would it's kind of almost set up perfectly to Palace, for Palace to spoil the party given that you know we're, we're almost one of the, the most informed teams at the moment in the league apart from Liverpool probably Um I think it's what is it four four wins on the trot now three it was three one nil wins before the lockdown and then the nice two nil away win now um, you know we're certainly not a team that Liverpool want to face at the moment are we? No, not there just to turn up and make the numbers like a lot of teams would be in that sort of situation. I think you're right. I think we'll give them a game. Um, you know anything out of it is a bonus um, from that perspective. But but yeah, I don't think. I think Liverpool will, will not want to play us. You're right. I think they're one of the, we are one of the teams that you know. Klopp, Klopp's normally very complimentary about Palace, particularly obviously about Roy as well. So um, yeah, I don't, I don't see us going there and um, sort of being turned over and just rolling over. Um, you're right. It's gonna it's gonna be a socially distance um, championship for them. You just have to remember they played sort of what 29 games before this to, to get there. So you know they deserve it based on that, not just the last few games if they do go in and win it, which they they probably should. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you, as, as a Palace fan, you don't go there with fear. You, you go there thinking, okay, you know, if we get something great, but let's give them a game. But we are, we've got history of sporting the party, haven't we? The last was the last time Gerrard's um, farewell game. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, obviously there was the the, the Cristian Ball game, which pretty much killed all their hopes back in twenty fourteen. Was it? I think twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, when we went up uh, first season, and then the season after that was uh, Gerrard's last game, where it was. Um, Murray, uh, Wilf, and Punchin on the score sheet there. 
Um, so yeah, and, and then obviously under Sam Allardyce, I think uh, Benteke and uh, the famous inf- infamous Sacco celebration where he was still on loan. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, when you say what year that that Christian Bulwa uh, one was, it's crazy to think that was that long ago now. But yeah, you know, we've come a long way, and it's 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 nice that it's back now, and it gives you a chance to to look forward as well as um, remembering some of the historic games which you know we've all we've done over the last couple of months is talk about historic yeah. stuff so it's nice to be able to you know put a positive spin on it and um, you know as, as things get more and more back to normal it will be more and more enjoyable um, and, and yeah is our game on Sky in the week is it? it must be mustn't it yeah I think we're quite lucky in the sense the first one was on BBC next one was on Sky and then our, I think the Burnley games which is the first Palace home game is on Amazon and I think the rest of them are going to be on Sky as it were, so um, yeah, I mean, every every club's going to be be covered pretty well anyway. Um, but yeah, um, it, it, like you said before, I think it's certainly nice after, like you say, the last three months or so, talking about past games and, and looking back to actually have some analysis and talk about uh, a performance we've just had and, and what's coming up. Um, it'll certainly be interesting to see match of the day this evening, as long as Jermaine Jenis isn't there. I... Nothing to say. Nothing to say. He, he, I, I, well, yeah, I'm with you. I hope not. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Um, so yeah, well, I think we'll leave it there then. And Matthew, thank you very much for your time. Um, hopefully, we'll be talking on Wednesday evening after Crystal Palace have secured another three points away at Liverpool. Let's hope that it's great to be back. Onwards and upwards and up the Palace. And we just do need to give a mention uh, to obviously Palace said goodbye to um, their long-serving mascot this week. Kind of the eagle. I, I'm not going to lie. I was actually quite sad. It, it sounds a bit strange saying, you know, um, over 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 sort of a, a bird, but it, 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 you know, she really has been part of Palace's um, recent success, and and you know, I've really enjoyed seeing her um, entertain, you know, families and children, um, sort of uh, in advance of the games. Obviously, our friend Tom came down, and his boys got a picture with with her, and that was pretty special. And you know, seeing her sort of swooping over over Serenos as well has been pretty special. So, you know, she will be very much missed by by the club. Um, it's a real shame. Um, but you know, very very lucky to have had her uh, in Crystal Palace's uh, in Crystal Palace history. Yeah, no, I, I second that. And, and yeah, it's, it's been a decade, hasn't it, that, that we've had her there? Um, as she almost became part of the, part of the furniture match day um, ritual, as it were, seeing Kayla say swoop down from the upper tier, it always was quite special to see a, a, a massive bird of prey like that um, at, at a football ground. And uh, yeah, she will be missed. Um, and hopefully, you know, um, once all this is over, um, we'll see a lot more Palace fans at Eagle Heights and donating to, to sort of their cause and uh, rescuing uh, more uh, wild animals from. Um, from difficult situations and for anyone that hasn't watched, uh, hasn't read it yet there's a, a brilliant article obituary almost from Dominic Firefield and the Athletic on Kayla that's uh, well worth a read um, but yeah this, 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 I guess we can say that one was for Kayla those three points for Kayla and uh, come on the palace out the palace out the palace the six pointer podcast uh-huh.